Hey guys. Hey everybody. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chase. And this is Thursday. Yeah. It is a bonus. So good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Wait, Happy what's Friday? The, isn't doesn't Kanye West say good morning? Good oh, morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I yeah, he does. He is Kanye. R. I. P. to the goat. I just does he he died? No, he no. didn't. He's not dead. He's just not the same anymore. No, he just not. Mm-mm. Welcome back, and today we're going to be covering a case that, you know what, it is the talk of the dang town. I have been requested to cover this so many times. Well, I think a lot of people might not even know it, though. I know. Like, because, I mean, I think there was a Netflix documentary made about it. Oh, I talk about all that in this. Mm-hmm. I do remember seeing that, but I don't remember. I never watched it. Yeah, I kind of did, um, but I don't know. I guess, like, if you're in the true crime world, you definitely know this, but... Even if you're not, I feel like you heard of it recently just because of how oh, big yeah, the story is. Yeah, now yeah, you have. Everywhere. But I think that's why people are like, tell us the story. Yeah, to like give us the whole background. So yeah. I got you, you know. Mama's got you. She got you, boo. <laughs> so jumping into coffee of the day. So I didn't have it today, but I had it the entire like time I was home and going into the office because I, I couldn't stop at fuel because it wasn't on the way. So three of the days I went to Starbucks. If you're an OG, you probably know I got these last year. The pistachio. Ew. Oh, it's so good. No. But here's the thing. They changed the recipe from the last couple of years, and it's really not the same anymore, but it's good if you add a little bit of almond milk. Mm-hmm. So I got a venti iced coffee with three pumps of pistachio and a little bit of almond milk. Good. Glad. Happy for you. Thank you. Did you, you have anything recently? <sighs> no. I know you really haven't been having any caffeine. I have my caffeine packets, but other than that, no. 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 Raw dog in life. Okay. I think if we ever came out with like a product line, I would have you come out with like caffeine packets. Called, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd call it. Yeah, we'd have to come up with something clever. Well, let's jump into today's case. So today's case is the none other Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. Let's hear it. Let's hear Gypsy. it. Gypsy. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been the talk of the town for, I don't know, like the last. Not too long, but like probably the last month. Before December, like. Going into December, I think. So today we're going to dive headfirst into her case so everyone can get on board this crazy gravy train. All right. Let's get on this crazy gravy train. <laughs> Which they got mashed potatoes. I think gravy train means like money wise, but you know, maybe I'll be right. I was thinking mashed potatoes. Oh. It's like bring your own B-Y-O-M. Bring your own. Oh, bring B-Y-O-P. Bring your own potatoes. B-Y-O-M-P. Mashed potatoes. Well, Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born in Golden Meadow, Louisiana on July 27th, 1991. The Bayou. The Bayou. Gypsy was born to her mother, Claudine, who went by Dee Dee, and her dad, Rod. But the two separated before her birth. Dee Dee worked as a nurse's aide, so she was always around patients, some who were terminally sick, others who were dying, but all of them had different types of illnesses. When Gypsy was a baby, Dee Dee claimed that her daughter had sleep apnea and constantly brought her back into the hospital for frequent checkups. But Gypsy was growing normally, and there were no signs or symptoms of any illness or disabilities. By the time that Gypsy was a toddler, Dee Dee began making the claim to family, friends, and coworkers that her daughter was chronically sick. Hmm. Rod, Gypsy's dad, told ABC News, quote, Dee Dee was saying that Gypsy was sick, had problems, sleeping, epilepsy, and it just progressed from there. All the visits, Dee Dee had to be there the whole time. Something just never felt right about it. Dee Dee was so controlling. 
Dee Dee told Gypsy's father, Rod Blanchard, that their daughter had a chromosomal disorder that led her to many different health issues. He was always complimenting Dee Dee for her devoted care to their daughter, but when some of Dee Dee's family members noticed that Gypsy didn't seem to need a wheelchair and started asking questions, Dee Dee and Gypsy then moved. Hmm, that's not sus. Not sus. So, the wheelchair aspect. By the time that Gypsy was eight years old, Dee Dee had begun claiming that Gypsy was suffering from leukemia, was paralyzed, and had muscular dystrophy. Gypsy was also using a wheelchair and now had to use a feeding tube. Oh, God. At eight years old. And, like, imagine, like, all that happened. You got paralyzed, leukemia, all at the same time. I know. And having a feeding tube. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Yeah. The list of medical problems were really just the beginning, and Dee Dee claimed that her daughter would go on to have seizures, asthma, and hearing and visual impairments. Due to Dee Dee's actions and claims, which doctors believed were real because Dee Dee was her mother, and again, mothers are that caretaker, Gypsy was prescribed a hefty cocktail of medications and had to sleep using a breathing machine. Oh, jeez. So throughout her entire day, she was constantly hooked up to something. And meds. And meds, yeah. Yeah, and couldn't walk. Mm Mm-hmm. Dee Dee and Gypsy had been living in Slidell, Louisiana. I could be saying that very wrong. Could be Slidell. Slidell. It could be like the fancy Slidell. Or like with a New Orleans or like Louisiana accent. I'm li- Oh, God. I don't, don't even try. I know. Don't I'm so do sorry. It. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I call it Slidell, Louisiana. But in August of 2005, Hurricane Katrina barreled through Louisiana, destroying everything in its path, including the Blanchard home. Because of this, Dee Dee decided to move herself and her daughter to Springfield, Missouri, where Habitat for Humanity built them a small, wheelchair-accessible home. Dang. Very nice. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, to you, now you're using your kids' illness for hours. I know. Well, this hurricane really came storming through because Dee Dee claimed that not only was the house destroyed, but so was everything inside, including all of Gypsy's medical records. Oh, that was convenient. Yeah, just she's like, this hurricane was perfect timing. Oh, no, it had an agenda. (laughs) Yeah, she actually called Hurricane Katrina in herself. Sounds like it. She's like, hi, Mother Nature, I need you. I mean, it is a good good excuse. Right, because if it's destroying everything anyways, nobody's going to question. I mean, it literally wiped out an entire city. Yeah. These medical records were allegedly destroyed. And also what was destroyed, allegedly, was Gypsy's birth certificate. Mm. And everything you own getting destroyed in the most catastrophic hurricane that the United States has ever seen is very likely. But unfortunately, this was actually just a way for Dee Dee to lie about Gypsy's real age, making her younger and lying about her medical history and what doctors had prescribed and diagnosed. Yeah. Since Dee Dee and Gypsy were new to town, they ended up becoming local celebrities this was due to all of Gypsy's medical issues and having to be relocated and start over due to the storm. The community fell in love with Gypsy. They showered the Blanchard family with gifts, cash donations, concert. A concert? Yeah, concerts, celebrity meet and greets. Oh, geez. And a trip to Disney World from the Make-A-Wish, Make-A-Wish Foundation. I knew yep. it. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. The community was there to help Gypsy through all of her terminal medical issues and to help Dee Dee whenever she needed it as she was a single mom struggling with the care of a terminally ill child. Between the years of 2007 and 2009, Dee Dee began taking Gypsy to a pediatrician, Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. Oh, Mr. Flasterstein. Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. 
Dee Dee would bring Gypsy in and claim that Gypsy had all of these medical problems and needed all this different treatment. And the two diagnoses that Dee Dee harped on were muscular dystrophy and cerebral palsy. Oh, switching up her games. She's like, let's try something new here. Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein got major red flags because he saw signs of neither. But Dee Dee kept insisting. Those were there. They are the signs. And my daughter's suffering. Dr. Flasterstein told ABC News, quote, There was nothing there to support either diagnosis. That kind of thing made me really suspicious. Dr. Flasterstein stated that his concerns were really pushed over the edge when he and Dee Dee got into it over Gypsy's medical history. Dr. Flasterstein listened to Dee Dee's claims on Gypsy's past, and he then informed her that all of Gypsy's former diagnoses were wrong. Uh-oh. No bueno. Not good. This was the first doctor that had told Dee Dee that she was wrong, and Dee Dee was not happy. And she didn't believe for a second that this doctor was right. He said, quote, the mother was not happy with that. She left the office in a storm and told my nurses that I don't know what I'm talking about and that she's never coming back. I'm like, good. Good riddance. Honestly, keep that liability don't off me. Don't let the door hit you away yeah. on the way out. Because imagine, like, imagine if you're the one that supplied all those drugs and then she right. has like a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm cool. Thank God. Yeah. That's not a lawsuit I got to deal it's with. It's actually easier that you've just Oh, and you yourself. know the mom. If she ended up over- killing her with the drugs, she would go after the Over the hospital. doctors. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. peace. Dr. Flasterstein went on to write a letter to Gypsy's primary care physician that said, quote, I believe that the mother suffers from Munchausen syndrome by proxy, but he never heard back. And though Dr. Flasterstein wanted to report this to the state, he didn't have enough concrete evidence to do so, so he couldn't alert Child Protective Services. However, according to a different police report that was obtained, an entirely different doctor contacted authorities in 2019 to report Dee Dee Blanchard. Oh, wait. In 2009 to report Dee Dee Blanchard. He wrote, quote, I could not find any symptoms that support what Dee Dee alleges to be wrong with her daughter. I mean, I can't imagine how hard it would be to, like, feel like you can tell if someone's sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I and it is bold. You're going into these, like, doctor's offices with, with degrees and experience in this field. And you're trying to, act, like, take a child and make it seem like that. I think what scares me the most is that there are doctors out there who will just diagnose and do, like, like w- the level that Gypsy got to, somebody had to put her there. Oh, I mean... Th- Think about all the people who just get addicted to prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to write that slip. I know. And the thing too, like we're going to talk about the surgery she had, but it's like somebody like somebody out there is operating on somebody who doesn't actually have anything wrong. See, that's a little, <sighs> Lawsuit. A little, a little frightening. Yeah. If you're a doctor and you're listening, maybe. It is crazy. Just... Like, yeah, I mean, you really do. But that's why I've always thought with doctors though. It's just, you literally put blind faith in, in doctors. I know. You like, you literally go under a knife and you trust this person to just mess around with the inside of your mm-hmm. body and you trust them because you're like i don't know like i don't know <laughs> you're like you have no yeah they could literally put anything in your body right. and you wake up the next you have zero clue right yeah it's wild mm-hmm. it's wild what they can do when brought to various doctors medical tests often showed inconclusive or contradictory results regarding gypsy's diagnosis but Dee would stop seeing any doctors who questioned her daughter's illnesses there were many caregivers who went along with what Dee Dee wanted, but because they felt like they couldn't stand up against her. Dee Dee had even had some nurses training, so she could accurately describe different symptoms, and she sometimes gave Gypsy medication to mimic certain conditions before going into the doctor's offices. Well, and is Gypsy, like, mute? No, she's not mute, but her mom didn't let her say anything. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, I would literally just put her in, because, like, when I was younger... 
I want my mom in the room mm-hmm. with me, but like the doctor would always be like, do you want like you like the parents didn't have to stay in the room. Right. So I would make sure like isolate her, but I guess you can't. Oh, but like when I would go to, you know, when you go to the doctor and they're like, all right, let's go get your height and weight. Yes. You're always you by yourself. All yourself. And then they ask you those questions. They ask like, questions. I would try and ask questions. Mm-hmm. No, Dee Dee was very much glued to Gypsy yeah. and constantly stayed around her, didn't let her speak. Didn't let her answer the questions. And if she's drugging her before she goes in. But again, like as a doctor, how are you not noticing that? Well, obviously you said people operated on her. So right. That's, right. There's bigger problems. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, just a little scared. Yeah. I feel like the, like, okay, fine. You get prescription drugs, whatever. But like, you to opened, operate. Yeah, to operate. And then you're like, you don't find anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, what a miracle. I know. Dee Dee was also very charming, and she seemed overly devoted to her daughter. So when she went in, people really just thought she was the mom that was trying to do the best for her kid. Well, and you said she became a local celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you never know what motive a doctor might have. Right. Like, if I perform like on I her, I could, get, on her. Yeah, yeah. I, I could get some, a shout out. Mm-hmm. When Gypsy was old enough to talk, Dee Dee instructed her not to volunteer any information during her doctor's appointments. She was always the one relating Gypsy's medical history and even answering for her when the doctors would ask Gypsy questions. By this point, Gypsy had take oh Dee Dee had taken Gypsy's medical conditions and her medications to the extreme. Gypsy went on to have multiple surgeries, including procedures on her eyes and removal of her salivary glands in the back of her throat. Gypsy, wow. yeah, like that's what I mean. It's like you had things removed. Hmm. Gypsy has come out recently to say that the removal of those glands has caused her to have some constant swallow all the time, and Gypsy's teeth either rotted out of her head or were pulled out due to all the medications that she was on and the now missing salivary glands, because you need those. Saliva's good for your teeth. It cleans all the bacteria out of your mouth. That's awful, though. Awful. Now I see why she doesn't... I was wondering why, like, because you see her now, you see she's missing teeth. Yeah. They all fell out. Or were pulled out. Gypsy was always in pain due to all the treatment, neglect, and medication. When she wasn't being poked and prodded, she was being prepped to be poked and prodded. Dee Dee had also isolated Gypsy entirely, and so she had no friends and no family. Gypsy at this point was wheelchair-bound, and she had to use a feeding tube. She was bald because Dee Dee had shaved her head entirely. And in February 2011, for the first time ever, Gypsy tried to escape her mother's home. Wow. Yeah, she was like, I'm done with this lady. Gypsy tried to get away from her mother by running away with a man that she'd met at a science fiction convention. However, because she was so weak, she couldn't get far. And Dee Dee soon tracked them down via mutual friends. I mean, where did you go? I don't, it didn't say, but Dee Dee went to convince the man that Gypsy was a minor, even though she was actually 19 at the time. Oh my God, so she could go. Yeah, so she could run away. But... The mom, but Dee Dee went to this guy and was like, she's a minor. I could have you arrested. What's wrong with you? So he was like, oh, man, you can take your See kid ya. back. Yeah. She was 19. That's and remember, wild. she yeah, burned so she, her birth or not birth. Yeah, I mean, she has like, no idea. Yeah. But that is wild. Yeah. yeah she could, at that moment, she could have been like, no, I'm not going with you. Yeah. I'm 19. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want. Crazy. That is crazy. According to Gypsy, Dee Dee then went home and smashed her computer and physically restrained her to her bed after they got home. Gypsy had also stated her mother would sometimes hit her and deny her food. Gypsy would later claim that Dee Dee severely punished her for running away. She mm. doesn't really say. Oh, she does. 
It's like <laughs> I wrote this. I forget my notes. In 2018, Gypsy told ABC News, "Quote: She physically chained me to the bed and put bells on the doors and told anybody that I would have trusted that I was going through a phase and to tell her if I was doing anything behind her back." In hmm. In October 2012, without her mother's knowledge and longing some sort of human connection, Gypsy snuck online and created an online dating account. How? I believe this was Christian Mingle. Oh, get it, girl. Get it, girl. But unconfirmed. Honestly, I'd be like, I need some God in me, please help me. (laughs) But it was a Christian dating website. Nice. She was actually looking for God. Farmersonly.com. She's like, God, I'm trying to find you to get me out of this Yeah, seriously, can I like get some help? I'm going (laughs) to reach out to your other God-loving people. Pray for me. Once on this site, Gypsy met 23-year-old Nicholas Gojon. 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 And at this point, Gypsy was 21 years old. That's wild. Yeah. So she could, she, oh my God, you imagine how much life she missed out on? But her mother told her that she was much younger in her early teens. I know. I'm just saying like, oh yeah, it just sucks because like you never got to experience your 21st birthday. I know. Like, you didn't get to go have your first drink. Or 18 or You didn't 16. get to be an adult. Mm-hmm. No. You didn't get your driver's license. I know. You didn't go to prom. That's shitty. Awful. Yeah. Missed her whole childhood. And her adulthood, adulthood too. Yeah. Nicholas was from Wisconsin, and he had a history of mental illness and a criminal record for indecent exposure. <laughs> oh, she picked him good. <laughs> you know what? Some of us just can't keep our clothes on. Aren't but, they like, Christian mingles? Yes. I think there should be background checks. Oh, my goodness. The two quickly developed feelings for one another, and they moved their online relationship to a texting relationship. So she now had a phone. Yes, she did get a phone. It I don't. It doesn't say how she had a phone, but she did have a phone. Yeah, like you'd think with a mother like that. Yeah, but the conversations were kept a secret. The two of them would focus their conversations on love and sex mm. and running away to start a life together. I wonder how you even get to that point. Because like, she, to me, I would think I'm like, you. she's like a 12-year-old in mm-hmm. a 20-something-year-old body. And she's like, give me the good stuff. <laughs> Like, how did they, like, how did she learn about that stuff? Well, I think she, pro- she probably watched movies, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe, like, and TV. And, and TV. Yeah. That, I mean, I feel like that's all we all learn. Like, I mean, oh, I think that's, that's love. the only that's... thing she was able to do. Yeah. And then she met this guy that she really liked. She probably didn't know anything about him that he'd been You know, showing his pee-pee to the world. Yeah. But... <laughs> but, but still, it's her first, like, human connection. She she's in love. She's never had anybody before. So this is. She found her boo. Her boo. Her and her boo do some crazy things, but oh, I have no doubt. In October 2014, Gypsy formed a friendship with her neighbor, Aaliyah Woodmancy. Gypsy would frequently chat with Aaliyah via Facebook, but it was a secret Facebook account. Damn, how was she getting away with all this stuff? I don't know. Like, but all of it was secret. I know. That's. But again, like if you're living this life, you get pretty good at hiding things. I guess. Yeah, that's true. As Gypsy's relationship with Nicholas would progress, so would her confiding in Aaliyah. Aaliyah told NBC News, quote, she would show interest in like, you know, different boys and try to ask me advice on like, you know, how do you approach them? How do you like kiss a boy? Gypsy just wanted to be a regular teenager. Aaliyah even said that Dee Dee did not approve of the conversations between Gypsy and Aaliyah, and she even took to destroying Gypsy's phone and her computer to prevent them from talking online. Quote, she was talking about this new guy that she was now in love with and that they had met on a Christian dating site and that they were already planning on naming their children after him. Oh, my God. Honestly, what I was thinking whenever I saw these messages is that these were just like fantasies and, and you know, dreams and nothing like this would ever really take place. 
Gypsy told Aaliyah that she wanted to escape to marry Nicholas Gojon and already had baby names picked out for their future children. It was at this point that Gypsy was having a lot of feelings about escaping to go run away with her new boo, Nicholas, and Gypsy and Nicholas had been maintaining an online relationship through video chats, emails, messaging, texting, all behind Dee Dee's back. And according to WFLA News, the conversations began as, quote, PG-rated fairy tale declarations of love to X-rated sex messages. I, I can't imagine. I mean, they're they're in love. They're trying to have babies. I, what? Get Named it. after him. Long distance. You got to keep it spicy somehow. She's in when Louisiana. She's probably, I mean, you know, they're like getting more desperate and desperate to see each yeah. other. Yep. As things were progressing in her relationship, Gypsy really wanted her mom, Dee Dee, to approve of her new boyfriend. And she believed that if she got her mom and her boyfriend to meet, then her mom would allow them to continue on with their relationship. So Gypsy set up a date with her mom, Dee Dee, herself, and her hunky new boyfriend, Nicholas. This makes, I'm kind of confused though. Like, so how did she, like, her mom would take all her social media and then like she comes and she's like, I have a boyfriend. How? I don't. And then she's like, fine, I'll go on this, like. Did what her mom take her phone smash it and she just like pulled out another one from under the bed and was like i don't care i got 12 on deck i don't know it doesn't they never really said but she did keep her or conversations with him going then she was like you know what mom let's just all go on a date maybe she had her own pigeon mm-hmm. sending letters that way nicholas had flown in to meet gypsy and the three of them met up at a local movie theater to watch a screening of cinderella how did they get to this point that's so wild. Dee Dee did not approve. I had no doubt. She was not about I'm surprised Nicholas. she even went to the movie. She was like, your boyfriend is not hunky, and he is not what, what's wanted here. I'm not shocked. Gypsy told ABC News, quote, She got jealous because I was spending a little too much attention on him, and she had ordered me to stay away from him. And needless to say, that was a very long argument that lasted a couple of weeks. But... Dee Dee not liking Nicholas did not stop Gypsy. That makes it even, yeah, you're going to make them even grow fonder. While at the movie theater, she and Nicholas snuck off to the theater bathroom and had some sex. Like, is her mom, like, ha- like, bl- like, I'm, it's just so weird. It's so weird. Her mom's like, no, you can't talk she or do anything. She was really anything. into the movie. And then she steals her phones and smashes them. And then she's like, I have a boyfriend. She's like, oh, that makes sense. That's logical. I'll go meet him. Uh, and then you, we're both going pee, like right now. Well, she is wheelchair bound. Oh my so god! It's... So she's like, you can't even catch us. We're out. <laughs> we're going to the bathroom, and you can't do nothing about it. That's wild. Oh my god! And you had to come back and sit next to your mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Once Gypsy and Nicholas went their separate ways, Gypsy realized that she no longer wanted to be in her mother's wrath anymore. She wanted to be free. And in the same breath, Gypsy was also beginning to realize that she wasn't actually sick. Her mother was. Yeah. Gypsy struggled with how to get out of the situation that she was in. Dee Dee had strategically chosen doctors who brought her into these elaborate stories, continuing to treat Gypsy for these medical conditions that she didn't have. Gypsy was also being prepped to go into her next surgery. And it was a drastic surgery that was going to change her forever. By 2015, Dee Dee had persuaded doctors to set up a surgery on Gypsy's larynx. Quote, it was to address my vocal cords, to figure out why my voice was so high-pitched. Doctors had attributed it to maybe a breathing issue. By that point, I was just not having it anymore. 
The most painful procedure for Gypsy up until that time was the removal of her salivary glands. Quote, they made two incisions, and I didn't respond well to the anesthesia. Recovery was really hard. To this day, it has left me with the side effect of having to clear my throat all the time. And the reason why I had surgery is because my mom put aura gel on my gums to make me drool at the doctor's appointments. She complained to the doctor that I drooled too much. And the doctors didn't see the anything on her, like, gums? It Yeah, it's kind of weird that it was, like, one shot, and they were like, all right, come back. We'll remove them. Yeah, it's very weird. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I just work in Texas. I don't know if these people are either. <laughs> this is when Gypsy decided that there was only one way out, and it would be to get rid of Dee Dee and get rid of her for good. It's sad you to think like that, too, because it's like you're literally like 21 years old. You I can know. just get up and walk out the house. I know. But and she like, doesn't know that because she doesn't know. I, I know. It's just wild. Like, you can just get up and go. I know. But again, like, your mom's just going to track you down. Right. She didn't want to go through another painful surgery, and she'd had enough of being poked and prodded by doctors when she didn't even feel sick. But Gypsy couldn't do this alone. She had been wheelchair-bound, falsely, so she was too weak to take on Dee Dee alone. So Gypsy calls in backup, a.k.a. bathroom banger Nicholas. Bathroom banger. Did you come up with that? Yeah. I came up with that on my own. That was solid. Good job. Had to give it to him. I mean, like... <laughs> you did, huh? Hooking up in public is no small feat. That is a wild thing. <laughs> like, you know what? You get a nickname for that because... Like, I have so many questions about that, too. It's like, just... was that... What, what movie are you watching? Also, movie theater bathrooms are very busy. That's what I'm saying. Like, what movie were you watching? What day? What like, time? when one movie comes out, another goes in. So, it's like everybody... It could have been, like, maybe, like, a Tuesday at, like, 1 o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. It was just wild. Good on them. And, like, no one saw them go in together. Like, honestly, like, power to you. If you can get away with that, power to you. And that had to be, like, she, her first time. I know. So there's, like, the lot that has to be, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right there. <laughs> and she's just in a toilet, like, in a bathroom stall. And no one's going to say anything. What are you going to do? Tell a handicapped person, stop having sex in the bathroom? Yes. Like. That's exactly <laughs> what you do. There's no, it's not being mean. Just like you're in a public restroom, yes, please stop. It's very. I have to pee, and there's actually people with disabilities who might need to use the restroom. <laughs> Gypsy then mailed Nicholas some money so that he can catch a flight or hitch a ride down to her hometown of Springfield, Missouri. Now she's got money. Yeah, I don't know where she was. What I, is she doing? Like she got phones and money and secret laptops. Well, remember the community's giving her cash, so still. Yes, yeah, she's terminally ill, quote unquote. She's their hometown hero. That's, you know how much cash it gets to like you know fly someone down <laughs> for a weekend. She just got that on on deck. Gypsy had also somehow found a way to steal a knife from Walmart for Nicholas to you, use in the attack that they were planning. On you didn't TV have any chase. knives in the kitchen. <laughs> you had to go become a thief. I mean, I guess you're gonna go kill somebody. So it was probably like, like a hunting knife. Well, yes, I. But the kitchen knives are very sharp. Yeah. But she was like, nah, I'm going to go steal this thing from Walmart. If you haven't picked up on it already, because this is my next line, I wrote, the plan was to kill Dee Dee. Oh, I was, it was wrapping my brain, yeah. Yep. Gypsy would later tell ABC News, quote, it was not because I hated her. It was because I wanted to escape her. It was panic, desperation. But I was facing yet another surgery pretty soon. And I really did not want to have the surgery. On June 9, 2015, Nicholas traveled from Wisconsin down to Missouri, and he checked into a local motel and waited for a sign from Gypsy. Gypsy was supposed to text Nicholas and let him know when Dee Dee had fallen asleep. This is just wild. This boy literally was just like, sure. 
Screw it. I'm, I'm down. Let's go. I don't think he had anything to lose. And he wanted I mean, Gypsy. He, yes, he, he did. He, he had a lot to lose. Like his freedom. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they think about what happens after this? Or he's just like, nah, I'm all in. I think she was so desperate. Like, her I get situation. him. I get her. I totally get her. But he's just like, all right, convince me. She's like, please. And he's like, sure, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> like, you just tell me when and where. I'm there. Like, and oh. He did it for free, too. He's I, like, just buy me a bus yeah, ticket and I'm, I'm there. on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need any, like, guy? Nope. Don't care. Let's do this. At this point. She must have rocked his world. <laughs> he was like, wow, that was the best sex I've ever had in my whole life. I will literally do anything for you. I will kill for you. I will literally kill for you. <laughs> I mean, actually, thank you for bringing this up. I was actually hoping you'd say this. At this point, Nicholas would then come over to the house and attack Dee Dee in her sleep. Gypsy sent Nicholas text a text message, and then Nicholas snuck over to the home. And when Nicholas got inside, Gypsy gave him the knife that she'd stolen from Walmart and some duct tape. Gypsy then ran into the bathroom and covered her ears with her hands. And Gypsy later said to ABC News, quote, I honestly thought that he would not end up doing it. Nicholas then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times and left her for dead in her bed. Nicholas and Gypsy left the Blanchard household and went back to Nicholas's motel room. And this it, dude is so wild. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Honestly, if it weren't Dee Dee, it was going to be someone. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, there was no Literally, shot a guy could have come off on the side of the road and been like, hey, can, I, can you stab someone for yeah, me? Yeah, like, like, right. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Sure. In an interview from jail, Nicholas told ABC News, quote, I felt horrible about it. When me and her were in the hotel room, she kept telling me, stop crying, stop crying. There's no reason. There's no reason to cry. It was my idea. It wasn't yours. Gypsy comforted me about it. I prayed once I got here. I tried to get her mother's soul to forgive me. Hmm. Okay. Christian Mingle's like, get off of our website. Yeah, immediately. That is not very godly of you. Yeah, I mean, she really didn't have to do anything to convince him to do it. It's just, no. it's wild. On June 14th, 2015, sheriff's deputies in Greene County, Missouri, United States. <laughs> I was hoping they'd be from the United States. Found the body of... No, UK police. <laughs> found the body of Dee Dee. Face down in the bedroom of her house just outside of Springfield, and she was lying on the bed in a pool of blood from the stab wounds that had been inflicted a few days earlier. There were no signs of, of Gypsy, who the police knew to have chronic conditions, including but not limited to leukemia, asthma, and muscular dystrophy, and who had the, quote, mental capacity of a seven-year-old due to brain damage as the result of the premature birth. Is that true? No. That's what I'm saying. So that's like, what she passed on to the. Yeah, whole but how community. do people? You have to still go to a doctor to get that approved. Well, she didn't let them speak. Her speak. That's so wild. I know it's crazy. Now, in that time that Gypsy and Nicholas had been spending together, Gypsy has come out to claim that following the murder of her mother, Nicholas had raped her. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. No, this dude was definitely gonna. He's probably. He was definitely like already killing cats yeah. and yeah. This was hundred percent. He was already like yeah. up to no good. And he was on a Christian website. Yeah. I think praying on probably some oh, yeah, like some deep, innocent like, women. Uh, Gypsy. Yeah. Gypsy said of the sex that the two had, quote, I don't consider it to be consensual. While Nicholas has come out to say, quote, it was pretty much kind of consensual. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I just don't think. I don't even know what no. that means. I don't, <laughs> I'm sure. She kind of said, yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's got many, many problems. 100%. That's what I'm saying. You would have done this regardless. Another ABC News article reported that for a few days, Gypsy and Nicholas spent time together doing normal things like, quote, shopping at Walmart. I mean, for her, I bet she's just like, 
I'm just happy to be out. Yeah, I can go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm going to kill you next. The Springfield's nude leader reported in another article that the pair actually made their way up north to Nicholas Gojon's house in Wisconsin, where the police later found them on June 15th, 2015. Yeah, like they didn't even have like a good plan. No. It was really easy for them to make the arrest, considering that the couple had brought their bloody clothes with them and had mailed the murder weapon from Springfield to Nicholas's house in Wisconsin for the time they got back. Solid. Yep. Solid plan. However, the day before they were found on June 14th, 2015, on Dee Jip Blanchard account. So it was like both of them. Like it was like a, it was D, it was D Jip Blanchard. So it was both of their accounts. Gypsy posted a Facebook status that said, quote, that bitch is dead. So they literally are just like, here's the evidence. Yes. Here's my confession. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. So once that status was posted, there were obviously concerned friends on that account. So those people reached out to the police voicing their concerns. But yeah. They really had like no plan after the fact. No. So, on the night of June 14th, 2015, that's when police arrived at the home of Dee Dee Blanchard to find Dee Dee dead in her bed with those fatal stab wounds. Police were notified by the friends that Gypsy had also lived at this house and that she was wheelchair bound. However, when police got to the home, all three of Gypsy's wheelchairs were left at the home and Gypsy was nowhere to be found. She had three of them? Three of them. One family friend said, quote, Now that is about when I panicked. We had never, ever, 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 ever seen Gypsy not in a wheelchair. At this point, police believed that this was a murder kidnapping, that someone had come into the Blanchard home, murdered Dee Dee, and then kidnapped Gypsy. So they began their work behind the scenes trying to track down where Gypsy was. And the first place that they looked was the Facebook account. Where she openly confessed? Yeah, Yeah. where she's like, that bee is dead. That's easy. Yeah, I wonder who she's talking about. On June 15th, 2015, police were able to track the previous Facebook post on Dee Dee's account to a home in Wisconsin. <laughs> More specifically, Gypsy's boyfriend, Nick Gojan's home in Wisconsin. You know that the police were just like, yo, this has been the easiest case. Yeah. This is so nice. Yep. When asked about the post later on in her life, Gypsy claimed that she only wrote the Facebook post in the hopes that someone would go to the house and find her mother's body. You had to really Which, use like, the B word. It's like, I don't really know if that's true. No, she Again, like was maybe you were in the heat of a moment, but I don't know if that's really true. No, I mean, I definitely agree she was probably in the heat of the moment for sure, but like, I don't think it was because you're like, I hope someone finds her. I think yeah. it was like, no, this bitch like, is dead. Thank God <laughs> yeah. she's dead. Yeah. She yeah. said, quote, I couldn't stand the thought of her just there because what happens if it would have taken months to find her? So I wanted her found so that she could have a proper burial. I don't know if I buy all that. Mm. I mean, like, she technically still is her mother. People are weird, but yeah, I don't know. It's like hard for me to think like that because I just wouldn't. But then again, like my mom didn't do those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I guess like in a weird way, she didn't kill her mom. Right. So she could still be like, I mean, she still was my mom. Right. Yeah. But why use the B word? (laughs) This home is where the police found all the evidence that they needed to charge Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her boyfriend, Nick Ojon, with the murder of Gypsy's mom, Dee Dee. On July 5th, 2016, as part of a plea agreement with the Greene County prosecutor, Dana Patterson, Gypsy pled guilty to second-degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison, which was the minimum sentence for a second-degree murder charge in that state. Hmm. It was She was charged in Wisconsin. Yeah. And Gypsy, because she took a plea agreement, did not have to stand trial. 
Prosecutor Dana Patterson would later tell the Springfield News Leader, quote, When you look at this case, it's murder, and it's first-degree murder, but it's also one of the most extraordinary and unusual cases we've ever seen. When, like, Dee Dee didn't kill her. Right. Technically. She orchestrated it. Yeah. She didn't did. go through yeah, with it. Yeah, she didn't so do it's it. Like, I don't think that's first-degree murder. Yeah. You, I could see, like, conspiracy to murder. I was going to say, I could see more of a conspiracy or, like, aid to commit first-degree yeah. murder. But not like full on throw the book at her for first degree no i don't agree with that i might even be like manslaughter chase is like give her a little misdemeanor i mean if my mother put if anyone put you through that oh yeah i'd want to kill you too are you i lost all my teeth i never got to grow up i didn't have a life you pushed drugs down my throat yeah you you literally took stuff out of my body and rotted my teeth away you never let me have friends. You beat me. Yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone wouldn't want to go kill that person just to be free. Or like, yeah, I mean, because you know that she, you're always going to be weak. So she'll always come and get you. It's like one of those things. I was talking about it with my mom. And like you, because this is abuse. Or it's just a different kind of abuse. It's abuse. Physically, mentally. Yeah. It's like everything. All of it. And how, I mean, when you are in, like murder's wrong. Killing someone's wrong. But when you, this is your only way out. Because it is. It, it is your only way out. The only way to save yourself and put an end to this is to get rid of that person because she could go to all the police in the world. She could go to all the doctors and there's no way that she's going to be able to convince people because she looks sick. She mm-hmm. is sick because she's being pumped with all these different medications. Well, so, like, it's a bigger. Yeah. And if you, even if you do, your your mom's going to come find you. Right. Like she will come find you. Yeah. And like um, it, it's not going to be the police's fault when they go. You're just having a hard time accepting what your fate is and your fate is coming to and an end and like you're and sick and like the drug, like, and then doctors being like, well, yeah, like if, if a police looked into it, they would be like, well, the doctors are per- performing these surgeries when on what her. doctor's going to be like, yeah, I got this wrong. Yeah. I did right. all these operations. Right. And I didn't know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, no so one's like, you're on your own. I mean, I, I get it. I don't want to say I get it, but I get it. Oh, I get it. I'll say it. I would never want to live if someone no. that's torture. You're being it is tortured. Torture, yeah. Like you're getting put under the knife. Yeah. Yeah. That's torture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Gypsy then told ABC News in 2018, quote, the prison that I was living in before with my mom, it's like I couldn't walk. I couldn't eat. I couldn't have friends. I couldn't go outside. You know, I couldn't play with friends or anything over here. I feel like I'm really freer in prison than with living with my mom. Because now I'm allowed to just, like, live a normal life, like a normal woman. Gypsy said that things got really bad when she became a teenager. Quote, the moment you put your foot down, it's bad. She said that her mom used to hit her, punch her, slapped her. And she was when she was 19, Dee Dee had revealed to Gypsy that she had been molested by an older family member. Quote, it lasted about a year. My mom let me know that he did the same thing to her when she was a child. And you didn't stop it? Nope. Yeah, that's just... Why even put that person near your child? But then, like, okay, so think of this, right? When she was 19, Dee Dee revealed to Gypsy that she had been molested by an older family member. I don't know if Gypsy remembers it or if Dee Dee made that up of, like, I was molested, so I'm going to, like, you were molested. I mean, still, I mean? why would you ever right. say no, that? Right, no, I'm not saying it's No, right. I know, I'm just, I'm just like, like, even if it wasn't true, why would you ever say something stupid right. like that? Quote, it makes me... Or, Gypsy said, quote, it makes me wonder what other kinds of abuse my mom suffered because I doubt that anybody just wakes up like, I'm going to put my child through things that are not healthy. 
When Gypsy first entered Jillicothe Prison in 2016, Gypsy recalls the strange feeling of feeling more free than she ever had felt up until that point. Quote, coming in, I was like, this is amazing. I'm able to make friends, make choices for myself. Even though it's controlled and limited, it's more than what I ever had before. <laughs> Imagine all those like women in prison who are like there for like bad shit and yeah. this happy girl. Hey! She's like, I am so happy to be here. Love- How are you guys doing? Like, bitch, why are you happy? <laughs> Gypsy said that she learned a lot in prison. Quote, I got my GED. It took me five years, but considering the fact that I had never really been to school, I'm really proud of myself. Five years is not... That's pretty impressive. I know, because high school is four, so like... I know tons of people that go to college for eight years. Right. Gypsy also picked up much-needed life skills. She said, quote, What my mom taught me was not much. I didn't know how to use a tampon, and another inmate who's like a mother figure taught me how to use one. Oh. I know. I'm now in prison around women who've been around the block so i've been able to gain some positives from the experience <laughs> been around their block yeah <sighs> which is so sad you're like learning all these things in prison like how to be a well that just live. shows you that like her mother was a horrible person yeah like what oh my god like i'm on vacation right while you're in prison in prison it should have been the first sign of like yeah, that woman was absolutely crazy yeah. at the trial there was no debate that nicholas had been the one who killed Dee, Dee blanchard <laughs> But prosecute, yeah, he's still around. We haven't I covered him yet. I mean, there's text message proof. There's right. literally everything you need. The knife that was sent to his home. Yep. Yeah. But prosecutors and the defense tried to show different views of Nicholas's motive. Nicholas Gojon's defense attorney said that he was motivated by love and trying to save Gypsy Blanchard from her abusive mother. Honestly, I think that's a more interesting trial than Gypsy's. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, where white. would where how do you fight this as a defense? And, like, where do you go as a prosecution? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is pretty, pretty, that would be interesting to like watch mm-hmm. live. They also stated that Nicholas Gojon had autism and that made him more incapable of deliberation, which is a necessary component of first degree murder. Green County prosecutor Dana Patterson said Nicholas Gojon, quote, had a sound mind and was motivated by sex and a desire to be with Gypsy Blanchard. <laughs> like I said, that movie theater sex was top notch for this man. He changed his whole life over that one incident. He was like, like, I need that I for the rest it. of my life. Yep, I got it and I need it. Prosecutors then told the court that the murder was Gypsy Blanchard's idea, but Nicholas Gojan was the one to carry it out. Prosecutors stated that Dee Dee Blanchard deserved to be punished for how she treated her daughter. She did. <laughs> she did. Well, they said that should have happened in a court of law, not in a violent attack in the middle of the night in her own I home. I hate when people say that, though. Well, they're legally have to. I know to. it's legally, but it's like, okay, but when was that ever going to happen? I know. Like, realistically, when was, when, like, if this didn't happen, how long would this yeah, have just like kept no going? no one was there to go help no. the girl. Part of Gypsy's plea agreement was to also testify against her boyfriend, Nicholas. So on November 15th, 2018, Gypsy got on the stand and testified against her boyfriend in his own murder trial. Oh, man. No way. Yeah. Booze no mo. No booze no, no mo. No booze no more. Booze no mo. Oh no. Gypsy testified that in the weeks leading up to her mother's murder, she quote started having doubts, but quote things were getting more and more physically abusive at the Blanchard home. She told the court quote the hitting was more, the starving was more, and Gypsy told the court that the murder was her idea and that she did plan the majority of it, and she even told the jury that she had to talk her boyfriend into doing it. The prosecution then asked Gypsy why she didn't just murder Dee Dee herself, and Gypsy told the court that it was because she was too, quote, squeamish, 
She said, quote, I don't like blood and I don't like the sight of blood. When asked why she didn't just go to the police, Gypsy told the court that she never even considered going to the police about her mom because she didn't think anyone would believe her about what was really happening at home. Quote, I didn't think anyone would believe me, and I thought that they would, you know, eventually tell my mom and my home life would become even worse for me. I feared my mom more than I feared anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that statement. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you go tell the police, the police show up to your door. Right. Your mom's going to just lose it on you. Yep. Now, the squeamish thing, uh, I don't know about all that. Oh. But a better excuse would have been like, I was too weak. Right. I couldn't get out of my wheelchair. Couldn't get out of my wheelchair. Ah, she was drugged up. Like, yeah. I would have, that would have saved you some. Right. I don't know. A little better. Testimony. After Dee Dee's murder, many people who'd known Gypsy wondered why she had gone so far as to kill her mom. Since she could walk, she simply could have exposed Dee Dee's lies by just standing up in public, they thought. Yet, Gypsy had been conditioned to think no one would ever believe her. And she explained, quote, I couldn't just jump out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust. Well, okay. And no one's thinking, okay, all these people in town have been giving them money for how long? Right. All these people have been there for them. All these people, have, you've been on TVs, interviews, everyone's talking about you. You come out and say, well, this is all fake. Right. People are going to come after you too. Yeah. Like, thinking it's, not it's just, like a mother-daughter scheme. Yeah. Like you stole all this money from us with this scheme. Yep. Then you expose the doctors. Then it's like, that's a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I'm, and you have to realize this girl has like an education level of like a right. fourth grader. Like, hell no, I'm not going to the police. I'm not going to stand up and walk out on her. No. She's the only person that like, yeah, that. No. Mm-mm. Dr. Mark Feldman, an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy, said of Gypsy's life and actions, quote, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, a hostage, and I think we can understand the crime that occurred subsequently in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. Mm-hmm. Two days later, on November 16th, 2018, a jury found Gypsy's boyfriend, Nicholas Gojon, guilty of first-degree murder in the killing of Dee Dee Blanchard. On February 22nd, 2019, Nicholas Gojon was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Damn. Yeah. Two ends of the spectrum. That's Nuts. wild. During the sentencing... Nicholas Gojon told the judge, quote, I was blindly in love. Gypsy's dad was later asked how he didn't see the signs and if he knew that Dee Dee was lying about their daughter's medical condition. Quote, we thought Dee Dee may have exaggerated some things, but with major things like being in a wheelchair, it was really hard to question, knowing that she was going to these doctors. It was like, well, why are you treating her this way? And Dee Dee kept us at a distance. I kind of knew Gypsy was brainwashed and I never wanted to make it worse. That was a complete failure on my part, and I'll be the first to admit that. Well, and like, why question a woman who works around terminally ill people all the time? Right. I wouldn't. And again, you don't really question moms. Well, especially a mom that that's her profession is like dealing with this stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like, why would I question it? And if she looks sick. Yeah, like, I'm not going to question it. Now, as a father, (laughs) you could probably do some more digging, like... Can I see test results? Yeah, can, we, can like, I go to the doctors? Yeah, can you? I go yeah. with her? Can I see what's going on? Can we like... For years, Gypsy says she she herself never raised any questions. Quote, obviously I knew that I could walk and that I didn't need a feeding tube, but everything else was really a big confusion for me. I was limited in what I could watch and my exposure to other kids, and what I knew of the outside world was only Disney cartoons, and those don't talk about warning signs of bad parents. And Dee Dee used bribery to keep Gypsy in line. Quote, she'd say, if you do well at the hospital, then we're going to Toys R Us and you can buy a new Barbie. 
My mother was the kind where if you misbehaved in public, you were getting punished. Gypsy's dad later said, quote, I called her on her 18th birthday and Dee Dee was like, don't tell her she's 18. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, dad. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Dee Dee had actually told Rod in the past that their daughter would never live past 15. Quote, so when Gypsy did live past 19, we were like, great, she's beating the odds. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's also crazy that you're trying to wish your daughter a happy birthday and your ex-wife is saying right. don't. don't. Like, Let's ask a question. <laughs> Just at least one. Like, come on. Why? Did you even say why? Like, like why are we lying? Why are we going to lie to her about her 18th yeah. birthday? That seems weird. Unless she was like, unless she was like, no, don't tell her she's 18 because it's going to scare her because she's not supposed to live past 18 and we don't want to make her feel like she's getting close to it. I feel like after the age of 15, every year's a celebration. <laughs> like, for yeah, real. Like, Every year you get to keep being here after your 15th birthday is more of like you're making it. You've you've got to spend three more years. Like mm-hmm. that's a celebration, not yeah. stop. She's also not all there. Oh, no. I'm playing devil's advocate for a lunatic. No, I know. For so. a woman who had literally has yeah. mental health issues. Yeah, like I'm being the stunt double and I would like to hand in my resignation. Yeah. Now, this story was sensational. The entire world learned of what happened to Gypsy Rose Blanchard and was rightfully horrified. I mean, this was a mother, the one person who was put on this earth to protect those that they raised, who had made her daughter sick and was abusing her through medical malpractice. No doctor, no family member, no nothing came forward to help this child, and so she took it into her own hands. Hulu wasted no time. They were like, you know what? It was Hulu. That was Netflix. They were like, you know what? Netflix and Lifetime, they always gobble up the good ones and we need to get on this quick. Well, and it's like, I remember the actress, the girl who played her. Yeah. It's like a known actress. Yeah. So literally within under a year, March 20th, 2019, they released. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, get it out there. Get it out there. We don't care if it's good or bad. Get it out. Trust me. They act quick. Well, actually funny you say that. The name of the movie is The Act. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they do. They will. They move fast. And it's a limited series about the Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Dee Dee Blanchard case. Patricia Arquette played Dee Dee and Joey King played Gypsy Rose. That's it. It is. Joey King. Joey King. Yeah. Gypsy was not happy with this. And she made a statement that said, quote, I feel it is very unfair and very unprofessional that producers and co-producer Michelle Dean have used my actual name and my story without my consent and the life rights to do so. Yeah, that's a little messed up. Yeah. You could at least do something for her. You're sharing her story yeah. and exploiting her entire life. You could at least, you know, ask her, yeah. give her or t- talk to her, I don't know, provide right. her with some financial help when she gets out of jail, something. So Gypsy couldn't make a single penny off of the case while she was in prison, but she can make money off of it now that she's out. That's so dumb. So, well, you can't profit off of a case when you're in jail. Like, no one can. Oh, uh, well. It's basically because, like, serial killers could be able to profit off of it, like, it's just not a good... Oh, I didn't even think about it. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. She's like, that's so dumb. No, nope, makes sense. But I'm glad she's able to make it now. Yeah. Well, the following month, in April of 2019, a family friend named Fancy Marcelli revealed... These names. <laughs> revealed to People Magazine that Gypsy and her boyfriend, Nicholas Gojon, they were no more. I'm shocked. They were no more. No more. No more movie theaters. Gypsy said, I'll give you some good sex. You kill my mom. We end it. We're done. We're done. We're done. This ain't a forever thing. What a romantic story. 
Gypsy and Nick's relationship had fizzled out when they went to separate Missouri prisons. Gypsy was at, was at Chillicothe Correctional Center and Nick was at Potosi Correctional Center. Gypsy wrote that they had only sent two letters to each other during their entire incarcerations. <laughs> yeah, that's... Huh, okay. But in like, 20... Imagine going to jail for something for the rest of your life. I know. And then you get dumped. And you get dumped after two letters. I know. He, oh, I mean, he was going to end up probably yeah. there anyways. But <laughs> still, like he, he, he lost his love. Right. But in 2017, Gypsy started a relationship with a man named Ken. Oh, Ken. And they got engaged in 2018. In jail? Yeah. Gypsy revealed in her ebook that Nick wrote to her during her engagement and accused her of cheating on him. How? And she also claimed uh, how? And he she she also claimed that he told her that they were married under quote God's law. Oh, so now he's a Christian. Yep. Oh, okay. He really is good. He was gonna be there. <laughs> he was gonna end up there eventually. <laughs> In jail? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gypsy wrote back to Nick, telling him that she did not want to get back together with him. However, she, quote, still felt a sense of guilt. So that's why she testified on his behalf during his trial in 2018. And then he was found guilty of first degree murder for being a co-conspirator. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, I don't murder, think she like helped to him. Life in prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really. I felt bad. So I made sure they put you away forever. Yeah. Well, Gypsy and Ken called off their engagement before their planned 2020 wedding. Oh, but she oh, later, COVID. yeah, COVID was kind of a damper. And I think she was like, I don't know if I'm really feeling you. She later moved on with a man who went on to be her now husband named Ryan Anderson. Oh, so Ken, Ken's not, he was number two. Ken was number one. Ryan was number two. Ryan's oh, the current. True, yeah. True, true. Gypsy married Ryan while she was still behind bars in July of 2022. So she, had, oh, I know there's that whole fetish thing out there where like people love jail people, in. yeah, and they write and they like fall in love with you and they all yeah. want to date. That's weird to me. Yeah, very weird. But actually, it's so weird. One of two of my coworkers, um, it was probably like it was when I first started this podcast. They were like, Kelsey, you should start a podcast where you write into prison inmates and then you read the letters you get back online. No, and I told that to my you mom, and she goes, Oh yeah, so that's good when they come out and they find all come you find looking you? to be in love with you. And I was like, I know that would go really yeah, badly. No, don't you ever. Do I would that. never. That's so no, but yeah, there is that big like fetish thing where yeah. like people are attracted to like inmates. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I just feel like I mean everyone has their thing. The pool is pretty big out here. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of free people. Free people. Yeah, like you can go on a date with, <laughs> like tomorrow. Have at it. Fancy Marcelli revealed that Gypsy had met her now husband Ryan as he had written to Gypsy in 2020. The two became pen pals and exchanged letters for a year and a half before Ryan popped the question. Oh, my God. Fancy Marcelli later said, quote, they are very happy. and You can hear the excitement in her voice. Because of the pandemic, Gypsy and Ryan didn't meet in person until July of 2021. Gypsy said, quote, our prison wedding was just something. Oh, to my God. <laughs> a prison wedding was just something to where we can make our vows to each other. It was something that was meant. It was something that meant something to us. I wish I was there. You do? That would have been interesting to watch. A prison wedding? I mean, good for her. Like, seriously, that good for her. Yeah. But what a scene. Just happy. She's happy. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I really do feel happy for her because, like, yeah, you finally get to be happy. Some sort of get some normalcy in your life. But, like, right. I want to see that scene. Like, where did it happen? Yep. Like, in, like, the visitor area or, like. I think they have a little ceremony room. 
Like I mean, I don't, I've never been to prison. Yeah, Kelsey so like, would. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you just go down the hall, door two. They have a chapel. You would. You, you won't miss it. <laughs> I've never been there. Yeah, it's super. You've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> like I've never been to a prison wedding. Yeah, have you never seen? All right, whatever. <laughs> the two had met when thirty-seven-year-old Ryan, who was a special education teacher from Louisiana, decided to write a letter to Gypsy while she was in prison in 2020. AKA he was bored in the house during COVID and wanted to try out something new. But like dating prisoners. Exactly. We by, all have our thing. by May of that same year, they had begun emailing back and forth. And Gypsy told People magazine, quote, We've been able to build this emotional bond that within two seconds of talking on the phone, he knows my emotions. And he'll be like, Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? So I'm just thankful that I have a man that's open enough with his own emotions so I could let my emotions flow. Ryan unveiled the quote first picture of me that i sent to my wife while she was behind bars as he put it and quote she was clearly smitten gypsy blanchard who's now 32 was released from the chillicothe correctional center in chillicothe missouri on december 28th at 3 30 a.m oh my god i know <laughs> y'all really couldn't like let her sleep in or like just do it the day before y'all were like nope right now get up like and all her friends and family like all had to get up that early y'all really were like nah we're not gonna make this easy get your ass up like everyone had to be up at 3 30 in the morning then what y'all go home and just sleep you don't even get to go to like there's no breakfast place open it's like what do you guys do the rest of the day it's like oh yay you're free like now duncan's okay. not even open that yeah, early. like okay we're gonna just go home and kind of like sit around because it's so early it's like an awkward time of day. 3.30 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets pitch black outside, too. She was let out three years before her, before her original release date. On December 29th, uh, Gypsy Blanchard shared her first post to Instagram since her release the day before. And it was a mirror photo that appears to be taken at a place that she was living. It said, quote, first selfie of freedom. I saw that one. You did? Mm -hmm. I know her Instagram is popping off. Well, yeah, because, like, I do feel happy for her. Like, oh, yeah, you you did your time. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor, poor guy, man. That dude is, like, sitting in his jail cell watching her on She's TV. She's like, if I have you do it, I have a chance of getting out of here. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Like, he's literally just sitting in, like, some cafeteria jails, and there's, mm -hmm. like, a TV on the wall, and he's just, like, watching Gypsy With on, like, ABC. On there, yeah. yeah. Good morning, America. I know. And he's just rotting in prison. Yes. I mean, like right, I said, I mean, like, he will still so, probably would have yeah. been there. Like, let's, he still probably would have made it in there, yeah. but okay. That same day, Gypsy was photographed in public for the first time since her release, and she appeared to be shopping with her husband, Ryan Scott Anderson, and she was asked by paparazzi if she has any immediate plans for the future, and she replied, quote, lots of them. Gypsy then showed off the gold wedding ring from Ryan after she got out of the prison, and she wrote on Instagram, quote, finally get to wear my beautiful wedding ring. Now, Gypsy had created an Instagram before she got out, so she has tons of followers. And in a pre-release interview, Gypsy Blanchard told people that she hopes to build a social media following to, quote, create change. I feel like I've been blessed with a platform and the ability to possibly create change, and that is what I'm trying to do. Well, I don't know if everyone heard this. Are you talking about her freakiness? We're about to talk about oh, yeah. the... Her freaky, freaky. <laughs> okay. So, I guess... I don't know. Was it before? Oh, no. It had to have been after. No, it was after. It was after. She, it, was with her, it was with her husband. It was with her husband. So... Oh, sorry. 
Gypsy was posting on Instagram. She's showing off her new boo. She's living her life. And Ryan started to get some hate from all of the Gypsy Blanchard fans. And Gypsy had to go on and defend Ryan on social media following her release. She posted and she said, quote, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not owe anyone anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, then great. And if you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter. I love you. She then added, which everybody, their jaws just hit the floor. She added, quote, besides, they jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Woo! Happy wife, happy life. Damn right, Gypsy. Yeah, get it. I mean... I mean, like, we didn't need to know. I mean, her sex life was so good, a man killed a woman for it. So I can only imagine. I bet they are just lighting it up in the bedroom. And Gypsy has no shame. They're getting it on. Gypsy is a freak. I mean, what? Seriously, I mean, like, you went probably what? You went, I mean, okay, one time in a bathroom. But from, like, I don't know. And then no times. From, like, like even if we just say 18. Seven years. To 32. That's 14 years and you've never had like and you had sex in a movie theater bathroom like there was never like passionate love like any sort of thing. So, yeah, no, she's out. They are just, you know, er day. Yep. Er day. I fucks with a gypsy. Oh, my God. Get you get you going, girl. You've been missing out. Well, Gypsy has more than 4.8 million followers that she shared that to. Good. But she states that she's actually, quote, advocating awareness about Munchausen syndrome by proxy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she's like, but sometimes I'm going to throw something the in D there. I'm getting at night, yeah. but I'm a, I'm a supporter during the day. I'm <laughs> fighting the fight. She told People Magazine, quote, the choice that I made to commit murder was never the right choice. So my mission now is to take what I've done and what my mom did and make it worth something. So I think it's really important for me to get out as much awareness about Munchausen syndrome by proxy as I can and really try to focus on the mental health. I mean, I get it. I mean, that is a great story to bring awareness to. Yeah, 100%. But all you talking about is your sex life. I know. Now, after Dee Dee's death, there was a lot of information that came out about Dee Dee. Gypsy may not have been the only one who Dee Dee manipulated and hurt. Laura Petra, Dee Dee's stepmother, says that she spent nine months bedridden after Dee Dee poisoned her food with weed killer. Ooh. In addition, other relatives believe that Dee Dee may have starved her own biological mother to death. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, not even that, but like the doctors, the entire town. Right. She manipulates like, everybody. Yeah, I mean, it was everyone. She lied to everyone. Yeah. Some family members have even gone on the record to indicate that they don't miss Dee Dee. So a little bit of background on Dee Dee. Dee Dee Blanchard was born as Claudeline Petra in Chack Bay, Louisiana, near the Gulf Coast in 1967. She grew up with her family in nearby Golden Meadow, and she was one of five children of Claude Anthony Petra Sr. and Emma Louise Gisclair. Relatives recalled that Dee Dee had a habit of stealing from her family, which they speculated was a form of retaliation when things didn't go her way. And at some point in her early adult life, Dee Dee worked as a nurse's aide. And the family expressed suspicion that in 1997, she actually might have killed her own mother by denying her food. When she was 24 years old, she became pregnant by Rod Blanchard, who was then 17 years old. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he wasn't even an adult yet. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> Things took a turn. They named their daughter Gypsy Rose because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rock on. It's one way to name a job. Shortly before Gypsy Rose's birth in 1991, the couple separated when Rod realized he, quote, got married for the wrong reasons. You were 17, my guy. Yeah. He's like, I don't really like you. He resisted Dee Dee's efforts to try to get him back. And so then she took her newborn daughter and went away to live with her own family. In an exclusive interview with Crime Feed, Bobby Petra, Dee Dee's nephew and Gypsy Rose's cousin, stated that Dee Dee may have been interested or even practiced black magic. She's just a bag of tricks. Quote, yeah, she was into witchcraft when she was younger. And matter of fact, I was into that evil side of things, too. And I think a lot of it came from Dee Dee's influence, playing with the Ouija board and things like that. And I think she would tell my cousins that if they didn't play the Ouija board with her, that the devil was going to come and get them. Oh, isn't that what the Ouija board does? I mean, I can't really speak on that because, like, I played with a Ouija board. Oh, I would never. My mom gifted it to me for my 10th birthday. That, and is, we you, always... that is your mom on a team. I talked to her about the other day. I go, where is that? She goes, I tossed it in the dump. And I was like, I think you're supposed to dispose of that. And she goes, it's a Hasbro game. It's not even a real thing. I ain't playing with that thing. We always played with it. Mm -mm. We'd light candles and we'd call them. Yeah. No, no thanks. That was my mom's idea of fun. Oh, I have no doubt. Bobby further shared how Dee Dee used the occult to push around the family, stating, quote, she was real manipulative, like things like that. I didn't care. I'd play the Ouija board just to play. I was drawn to the darkness. The whole religious play was just another one of her ways to freak people out, I guess, because she was just a really strange character as a kid. And according to Gypsy, Dee Dee was once diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. As for Munchausen syndrome by proxy, quote, I wish I was more educated on it. I'm still really trying to come to a place of forgiveness for her, for myself, and the situation. And Gypsy has stated it was only after Dee Dee's death that she realized the extent of her mother's deception. While Gypsy had known that she could walk and eat regular food, she really did believe that she had leukemia. Today, Gypsy's healthy, and she's enjoying more freedom than she ever has before. However, when asked by Dr. Phil if she was glad that her mother was dead, she stated, quote, I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy that she's dead. <laughs> yeah, why would you want to come out that? Why would right. you say that? Right. Um, Lifetime has come out with a new docuseries, The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose, and it premieres on, or actually already premiered on January 5th. And Gypsy shared in an exclusive prison interview that she's survived and she's learning how to forgive her mom and herself and the unthinkable thing that she did. And then there's also an HBO film called <laughs> they Mommy. Just do they not. do they, so many. They, did, they waited a day. Yeah. Until she... The day she got out. It's called Mommy Dead and Dearest. And then there's Hulu series, The Act, that came out in 2019. And then Munchausen Syndrome by Proxy, just so you guys know what it is defined as. It's a psychological disorder that's marked by attention-seeking behavior by a caregiver through those who are in their care. So it's basically when you make someone else sick for attention. Yeah, for your attention and your benefit. And that is the case of Gypsy Rose. Well, she's having fun because you know what she's vibing she's getting it on in and the sheets i don't know how i feel why i mean i guess i know how i feel i just i never want to like admit like murder's right but also like i totally understand no sometimes like i'm not saying you should kill people but like sometimes if it does happen i'm not gonna sit here and be like no right i mean her mom was obviously sick her mom obviously had something because you don't just do that to someone no but you can't be doing that to people yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, 
yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's like, I don't know how to say it's justified, but it's like, yeah, it kind of is. Put yourself in that situation. If you had the chance to like get out of that, but the only chance would be to kill that person. Right. Or get someone to kill that person for you. Who wouldn't, wouldn't say no. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it, it's like, you can, how do you judge her when you've never been in that situation? Right. Like and like you've lived a life of 20 something years. Where you've never got to experience anything but surgeries and meds and lies. I hope they kind of like leave her alone after like a couple months. Like, yeah. let's just let her go live a life. We were talking about that the other day, too, because we said, like, I don't know. Like, she's actually like learning how to live and now she has all this fame. I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. Like, we could be. Just, you don't want to push this woman over the edge. No, just like leave her alone. Yeah. We all see how like the child actors end up. Like, let's, yeah. Let's leave this girl just leave alone. Gypsy Rose alone. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, a couple interviews, cool, whatever. Yeah. Like, how are you feeling? Excited? Like, Hashtag leave her be. Yeah, let's just like, you know, after like, let's just let her live a life. Yeah. But she does seem like she going, I think she going to hop from boo to boo. I really do. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't see her staying with this guy. Oh, okay. I really don't. Because now like, think about it. The first guy she met was online and ended up killing his, her mother. Second guy met in prison. Third guy met in prison. And now she's finally out. Like, there is no letters. You know what? Good on her, though, because Gypsy has gotten two more rings than I have, and she's been behind bars. So. Yeah, all you gotta do is kill your mom. Oh, okay. That's what you're waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram at... Crime with a K. I'm so bad. I'm really bad with case notes. It's just me thinking of hiring somebody. If you want to work for me, it's my little... $3 an hour. Okay. I'd give you more than that, but... If you want to send us a case, you can send it to Crime with K at Gmail. And other than that, mm, see you Monday. See you Monday. Peace. Bye.